Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. Online 247 You're listening to the hottest internet station. And welcome back to the podcast today. Here we are interviewing Tyler, Seth, and Masa, and they're going to share their day-to-day on what their upcoming endeavors are with their newest short film Van Life. And it has raised a GoFundMe page and they've acquired over ten thousand dollars, which is pretty incredible. We're going to hear about the concept what made Tyler develop this, and all things about it, and their personal journey in the film business, and their upcoming adventures. So let's welcome all of them to the podcast. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, Masa and Tyler, if you guys want to roll on your uh, voice memos. Yep. Uh, And then usually what you have to do is I'll just go three, two, one, and then the three of us will clap at the same time. Okay. Okay, we'll roll now and then three, two, one, clap. Yeah, so I'm rolling. Sounds beating. <laughs> Eating. All right, three, two, one. Hope that hope that's okay. Let's hope that's okay for your forms. Cool, awesome. What a great start! Welcome to the Media <laughs> Industry Guru Podcast. Really excited to have you, Seth, Tyler, and Masa on the podcast to talk about van life and all things about the film industry. Give us a rundown of who you guys are, how you got in the film business, what made you passionate about it. Seth, you want to kick us off? Sure. Sure. Why don't we do intros and then we'll do the passion because I have a good uh, longer story. Uh, I'm Seth Woodhouse. I live in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, I'm from Connecticut, two towns over from uh, Tyler, uh, and I'm the director of Van Life. Oh. Yeah, I am Tyler Brown Ortiz. I'm uh, originally from, as you've heard, Connecticut, and I've been living in LA for about a year now. Hey folks and hi everyone, uh, my name is Masamita, uh, I'm from Tokyo, I'm currently uh, located in Los Angeles, uh, I am the assistant director of this fan life film. Oh, I forgot that part of my introduction, <laughs> I am the writer and star of uh, Van Life as well. <laughs> awesome. And now tell us about how you got passionate about the film industry. Do you have any mentors, any favorite films that you watched growing up, etc.? Yeah, so I, uh, I was like... In middle school and high school, I was somewhat into movies, but it was not sort of a big passion for me. I wasn't one of those kids making projects when they were like nine. Uh, And then I took a film studies class in like sophomore year high school. And I was like, hell yeah, I can just chill out, watch movies that can just like take a break from high school uh, for a little bit. But our our, uh, teacher, Mr. Rizzoli, had had another idea going and then he showed us on the first day a uh, a 25 short film a 25 minute short film by uh, uh, Salvador Dali called Un Chien Andalou which a lot like a lot of his work is very surrealist so there's uh, a part where a woman gets her eye cut and a man's hand where ants are coming out and there's not really an explanation for this it's sort of just this wild imagery and it really set the tone for the class that we were going to be watching some difficult and uh, just different stuff than we were uh, used to. And so a lot of people in the class who thought they were just gonna be able to chill out and watch movies really like 
uh, were not happy with it, but I really leaned into it. And that mm. sort of began, uh, began my love for film. Um, then from there, I was, I took a couple little videography class in high school, started making little projects. And then, uh, then I applied to film school at, a USC miraculously got in and then, uh, and then I've been just making projects ever since. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So I, um, like many of us started off watching movies growing up with my family. That was kind of like, uh, my, my earliest social life wasn't a social life. It was just watching movies in, in general, uh, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, mm. and didn't really know that there was even a career to be had in it until I got to college. And I read, I, I, I read, uh, the, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child uh, screenplay that they released. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, that this is how they write movies. And I was like, at the time I was doing a lot of creative writing and I realized I can I can do that. Like that's a format I actually mm. jive with. So I, um, I started reading more scripts and writing more scripts and realizing that that was a career path I wanted to go down. Um, thought I wanted to only ever write. And then I moved to LA this past year and got my butt on set on some short film sets, doing a lot of PA work, a lot of art assisting. And um, the more uh, the more I was around the uh, industry, the more I realized that I wanted to start giving acting a go as well on top of writing. And just through learning more about the production process, I was like, there's so much more to this than just writing scripts. Um, so now I'm focusing on, on acting as well and trying to make my own projects because no one's casting me for theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're in LA long enough. The uh, the acting bug gets to everyone. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I agree. Everybody starts somewhere like as an extra or whatnot. Uh, but you have to hustle. It's a big hustle. Uh, for me, the very first time I became interested in filmmaking is when I watched Before Sunrise when I was in high school. And I was very, I remember the movie took me to where that uh, story took place and it was so immersive and I was very impressed and that was the very first movie that um, that impressed me and I became really interested in how it was made um, and then I realized filmmaking takes a lot it, it's a lot and it's a work of art and it, mm -hmm. it's everybody bringing in you know what they got on the table and you know I was passionate about how people are inspired to make something to tell the story um and you know i fell in love with just a, being a supporting role uh in that sort of platform where people is aspire to make something uh and tell the story and all of you didn't grow up in la so i'm kind of curious to hear how that transition was post-college life from uh tokyo and also the east coast all the way uh to la I think Masa might have the most interesting story. I mean, he's the most new—he's the newest to LA as well. Yeah, I—I've only been here uh, since last August, so it's about eight months now. What's that? Oh, eight, nine months. Um. Yeah, and I've been so I—I I, I was born and raised in Tokyo. Uh, when I was fifteen, I moved to Malaysia, where I went to middle school and first year in high school. I was there for three years. And then I moved to uh, Maine. Uh, I went to boarding school in Maine. Um, and then I went to college in Massachusetts. Uh, other than that, um, I've um, traveled seven other countries. Uh, so I've, I've been wow. 
many places with <laughs> people from different backgrounds. And I, from an outsider standpoint, LA is a very interesting place because it's not only the people of from Los Angeles, but there's a huge population of um, people coming to Los Angeles. And then a lot of it is people of uh, music industry, entertainment industry, media industry, Hollywood industry, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it paints a different color uh, of the city. And I think it's, it's definitely plays a huge, huge impact on how, how this um, city really like goes around. And um, yeah, so I, whenever I meet people on set and new projects, it's, it's always interesting to um, meet people who's bringing new perspectives. In that sense, it's very um, like stimulating and exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm coming from actually Massa, and I went to the same college in Massachusetts. Right. Um, shout out, we we in college. Um, and after, shortly after graduating, I moved into a uh, into a camper van that my brother and I had bought together, simply because I didn't know where I wanted to move. I didn't know where I wanted to live. Uh, I so I was like, I'll just wander for a little while, and I basically spent the better part of a year touring national parks and just kind of exploring the country and like what it had to offer. And I and I wound up, I wound up in Austin, Texas, at South by Southwest, uh, mm. volunteering basically to get myself something to do, possibly bolster grad school application. And while I was there, I met some LA folks. I met I met some actors, and they kind of inspired me. The some of the panel discussions that I attended also kind of inspired me to just like make the leap. Um, you know, why go to grad school? Mm -hmm. and, pay for an education where I can go learn on set and, and kind of get that firsthand knowledge. So I pretty immediately made the move there, drove the van, um, showed up, moved into a house and within a week was on, was on my first, um, was on my first set. And the, the transition was interesting. You know, you're all of a sudden you're thrown into this whirlwind of a social life and you know, the, the whole idea of like getting on a short film and you're spending 12 hours a day with these people for a week straight and then all of a sudden you never see them again. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's an interesting, you know, dynamic, you know, an interesting type of friendship you create and you sure. kind of stay in touch, but for the most part, you don't really see each other uh, again or until, you know, you try and make a project of your own and you remember someone very fondly. And, you know, that's how we got our producer, Eleanor, the very first short film I worked on, she was a producer on. Mm. So I, I just remember loving working with her and thought, hey, let's let's get you on board if you have availability. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden there's just this whirlwind of other job opportunities and you kind of just grab on and, and, and see where it'll take you. For sure. And I can have some assumption that the next question following van life, you got some inspiration from that trip, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, some inspiration from the trip. You know, the, the crux of the story are two characters getting stuck in some in, in a sticky situation, one that I found myself in a couple mm -hmm. of times that, you know, without giving too much away, happens when you when you frequent uh the desert in a in a large heavy vehicle. <laughs> so it was uh so yeah, a lot of it is inspired based on that um, that experience, which is pretty formative for me. You know, getting to see, you know, places so far from um, other people and so far from development. Um, it's you know the complete opposite of what a lot of people grow up in. You have a lot of city people who have never really been somewhere without cell mm -hmm. service. Next thing you know, you're stuck out there, and it, it can be really 
can be freaky, it can be enlightening, it can be a whole lot of stuff. So I, I kind of tried to channel a lot of that uh, real life education into into the story. Mm-hmm. And Seth, you grew up on the East Coast, but you went to school out at USC, fight on. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were uh, some of the experiences that you had at USC that helped you assimilate to LA, be comfortable with LA and also transition to work life in LA? Yeah, I, it is kind of a cultural change, at least for me. I'm very East Coast, very uh, type A, a little bit kind of like our, our main character is at the beginning. Um, and, uh, and to meet all these people who are much more laid back than me, not mm-hmm. as tightly wound, it actually did, it felt like it took a little bit uh, coming out for, for college to really bring myself into those, uh, into those rhythms. And I, th- I think I found something after, after six, six and a half years or so. And then, uh, and then once you graduate, uh, from film school and want to keep pursuing it and have all your connections out here in LA, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, uh, you do find yourself, uh, uh, being out here as well, because really in front of anything, uh, for film school is about the people you meet and those connections sure. you have. A lot of our, uh, our crew members, at least, the three or four people I met at film school and including our cinematographer, John, who we've been shooting stuff together uh, since January of 2017. Mm-hmm. And what made you guys want to come together and create this endeavor? Did you guys know each other beforehand? I know two of you went to the same college, but I know and grew up in the similar hometowns too. So, well, though we met in a similar hometown, Tyler, uh, uh, didn't did mention that he uh, he didn't meet just actors there at South by. Uh, we met in a very uh, a very a very high class place, probably uh, uh, at at a bar at like one a.m. in Austin uh, at South by, which I actively had COVID for. I didn't know I had COVID at the time, but the next morning I tested positive, and then I had to text him that after we had had this nice thing that I I had just tested positive. Um, uh, but, uh, yes, that, that is where we met and he's like, I'm coming out to LA and, uh, and in the back of my head, I went, Oh, this is a guy I can use for some of my, some work for my projects. And oh, he's, that's free labor right there. He can hold it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. Tyler said it, not me. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that was when we had, uh, we started working together. Um, I had been working on some comedy sketches and Tyler had worked on sets and uh, and then he had wanted to uh, wanted to make one, and he was one of the few people in the group who kept making drafts because I would make notes, and so then mm. people wouldn't do extra drafts. But Tyler kept working on the drafts, so I'm like, okay, seriously, that he wants to make it, and then he acted in it as well, and so that was sort of the uh, the next step in sort of our collaboration. Yeah, and I had I had um, Masa and I had crossed paths maybe once or twice, maybe shared a couple of. Uh, classes in school but we weren't like yeah socially we weren't crossing over too much yeah fresh my Um, freshman year photography class that was probably the first time we encountered and um but one of our mutual friends hit me up a couple of months into my time here um and said hey Moss is moving out to LA can I give him your number and I was absolutely, I said, yes, one million times. Yes. I, I had just worked so many months on like building this little network for myself. And I was very sure. excited by the prospect of sharing that with, with somebody else. And I, he arrived. So that little, that, that comedy stuff that Seth was talking about, we had a, a premiere for this, for this show. We did a, a full you know season of a sketch comedy show. Mm. And we had a premiere for it. We, we rented out a theater and everything. And I invited Masa to come. And he sh- he shows up, 
takes a seat and we and that was it right there we were like the for all three of us in the room for the first time and mm-hmm. it was just really cool the like after after that there was a little like there, like people were going to a, a like a, a nice little party for uh for post post screening and i was going to somewhere else and i just like grabbed masa brought him over to the, everyone else and said this is my friend masa <laughs> from college he's gonna come hang out with you guys like i gotta go gave hugs and left and the rest was history he, he wow. took off and he made, <laughs> he made he made the most out of the network and got himself working with with some awesome people and I'm glad really that really happened. That was that was a ticket for me. And um, I I when I moved when I decided to move to uh, LA after graduating college, I had no one I knew here. Um, I had nowhere to go, no job, just really nothing. Then Tyler reached out to me, and that happened. Mm-hmm. And the first time watching um, Seth and Tyler's work, um, the comedy show, I was I was really impressed. I, I and more than anything, I. Uh, the, there's this immense amount of uh, respect that was growing inside me. And I've seen all these people that are my age thriving to make something. And, you know, it was just a beautiful, beautiful work that I instantly thought to myself, like, I there's, there's something I can do on my part then if they ever need anything. And I want to be that kind of person as well. And this will help me and this will pay, help people around me. And I just want to sure. keep doing that. Um, so I'm re- really appreciative of, you know, just just the mentality that Seth and Tyler has. Mm-hmm. And without even, you know, telling me, I there's so much I can I learn from them. Yeah. And if anyone wants to, uh, if any of the viewers, listeners want to um, find this beautiful work of art that we put together, <laughs> it's called, it's on YouTube called I Hope I Die Laughing, season three, episode one. You'll season see two, season me. two. Sorry, season two, season three coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even pay Masa that much for that nice comment he gave us here. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Masa. <laughs> so you guys are collaborating together on this endeavor with Van Life. Tell us, can you give us a little brief overview for those that aren't familiar with it and any upcoming goals within the project? And excited to hear more about the launch date too. We're doing callbacks right now. It's me and one other actor. So that's kind of like the next really mi- milestone will be tomorrow when we announce the uh, the other actor who will be alongside me. Um, mostly it's been full-time fundraising. You know, like we have, we've set a goal at, at $10,000 and we're just over 85% of that goal. Wow. There, there are two weeks left and it's really just been through sheer power of will. I don't know. It's we're, we're over like 70 supporters as well. So people are like, it's really adding up. There've been a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, smaller donations, but we've also gotten some bigger ones that have really pushed, pushed the, uh, the agenda. Um, we're shooting, uh, the 6th and 7th of May. And then it's and then it's it's straight to work in, in editing and post. We've got our composer. We've 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 really got the crew all all rounded out. So we're not so sure on a release date yet, but we know when we're shooting. And no matter what, it, it's happening. We, we booked the Airbnb. There's no going back now. <laughs> and you guys yeah, have all the experience surrounding that, right? The from the editing to the shooting to the script writing. You guys have all that background, so. Uh, yeah, this is my, god, sick short, like, real short that I would say wow. that I've, uh, I've put together, uh, and at each level it gets a little more, 
um, professional and in, in sort of the process as I learn more. I mean, those first couple were pretty, pretty risky, I, I will say. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, we have sort of um, a great, uh, great team to set out here for this kind of harebrained scheme that we have, uh, we have going on here. Harebrained scheme, I like that. <laughs> But yeah, we'll- uh, the other thing I would say is uh, Tyler's done an amazing job with funders, and he's really taken the uh, taken the lead here and has led no left no stone unturned. Messaged people he hasn't talked to in years, and and it's it's really it's really tough. It's not really a thing I've done yeah. a lot, even for my projects, um, is to go to kind of everyone you know and see if that they can rattle anything together, and and it takes a, a certain amount of uh, of confidence in the project. Uh, it, it sucks. <laughs> fundraising fundraising sucks there's just no way around it um i don't I've, I've i honestly instagram has been the biggest platform for it um but i don't like having it on my phone i'd I, i'd rather not have to deal with social media or posting on it but next thing you know i'm like some freaking indie filmmaker influencer like hey please support my <laughs> short film like i I'm so excited for us to hit this goal and me to stop having having this app on my phone for a long, long time. But yeah, it's it it's it's been a, a tough process, but it's really paying off. And honestly, having these people showing these old friends, old like uh, like old colleagues, everyone showing some level of support is really mm-hmm. as much as the process sucks. Like that's the silver lining, you know. It's like having somebody throw a couple of bucks at me and say like, "Hey, go make your dream." Like I believe in you. You got this. And it's been pretty it, it definitely boosted some some confidence in, in a nice way yeah i bet it's very rewarding when the money adds up and you are almost at your goal and then also i want to ask you guys because this is a very entrepreneurial project what it's been very rewarding about that side of things not having that nine to five type work structure life balance well yeah, somewhat entrepreneurial. Then that nine to five balance, uh, we've all been still kind of working with, um, uh, keeping up uh, full time jobs while having these projects. Luckily, at least wow. for me, in uh, in the work I do in post and in, uh, in documentaries, it's very nine to five, which means it's not. I can really put the time uh, afterward into my projects after time, which a lot of jobs in the industry are not, um, and so that's been a lucky thing um for me but um but yeah it's definitely the tough balance i mean i think that's everyone who comes out in la is is pursuing their projects uh while uh while trying to survive and continuing to pay rent <laughs> out here sure yeah yeah and i hadn't really i, I so masa and seth they are working like currently i'm what i i'm fun employed right now it, like i i i uh i i was working the majority of my time out here and then the company I was, the, the company that I was doing the majority of my work with, this voiceover and dubbing company, um, has has since really lost a lot of its work and clients. And um, so I haven't really been getting projects. And you know, I, I, the like for months I wasn't really doing my own stuff. I wasn't working on any of my own projects. It was all other people's things. You know, it was whether they were friends or. Or a, a, a you know an art director who who I'd worked with previously that brought me on um, as an assistant. Sure. It felt like I was only ever working on other people's projects, and there was no balance. Um, mm-hmm. And when I when I you know didn't really have a job anymore, and you know two three months left in Los Angeles before I move on to another location, it was 
what do I want to do? Like, what, like, what can I do that will make this time worthwhile? And it was, all right, let's make our own thing. You know, let's, Mm -hmm. let's do something a little bit crazy and let's, let's make it happen, bring a team of friends together. And I'm really happy that that's actually what's ended up happening. Yeah. I did want to add into there. That is what the other element because of, uh, uh, how, uh, who Tyler is and his sort of nomadic behavior. Um, he gave us a deadline and that he is leaving LA uh uh in may and so when we were talking about the project in february i went all right let's let's get this thing moving and that's actually super important i mean i worked on a lot of projects where you know there's no studio head there's no person telling you what time it need, uh, when it needs to be done and so you can kind of just keep pushing it off forever and as much as you know you really want to sure. work the project to the best it could be at some point you need to set a time for to start the date and that was actually one of the really uh, helpful things here is that uh, is that the van is leaving May eighth is the, <laughs> the day after we shoot, so uh, it's gonna it's now or never. Yeah, as they say, the ship has sailed, the van has sailed. <laughs> yes, the van has driven. The van has rolled. The van has driven. There you go. Um, I guess. Do you guys have any other personal or professional goals? It could be related to van life. It could be related to the film industry, or not even related. Just. Any personal endeavors? Uh, Masa? You've been talking a while. Endeavors. I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, and I think um, a lot of people our age um, are going through that at one point. Um, if, if not now, then probably will. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, my visa is ending. Um, in a couple months as well. So I'm going, I'm going to be going through some changes, um, like location wise. Um, so, and you know, I, I really have no idea. I will probably go home in Tokyo and find something. Um, and it's probably going to be, you know, drastically different from how it, you know, my life will work compared to here in LA. Um, but I think after doing some a lot of you know reflection um it's it's really about consistency i think you know and a lot of what you do and what you want to do there are other factors that work against you work with you work for you you never know you just you know but you you just keep going um and this past nine months i've been here um i've had about three or four um projects that that i worked on and, you know, I, that was, that was my first time. Like, you know, I just, I just graduated college and I, I'm, I'm seeing that progress right now that I'm slowly, but surely going, doing something. And then I'm, I'm again, I'm really glad that I, um, I get to be part of this project. Um, cause I, I love doing this and it, you know, when you have a chance, you do it and you give you a hundred percent. Um, so you know, no matter what it is that you you have ahead of you, you know it's consistency, um, just doing things because it'll always help get you somewhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think as it's been made clear, the van is rolling on May eighth. Um, I'm, you know, my next my next chapter is going to take me um, to New Zealand to pursue production there. You know, they have. They have their own film, bustling film and television industry, um, and unlike the unlike Hollywood in LA, it's very 
it's understaffed you know like there there are fewer people working in production there and mm-hmm. you know one of the things i've noticed about la is that you know for every one job opening there's about you know a thousand mm-hmm. people vying for it and you know and and in an industry of like it's it's who you know and who knows you that can be pretty um formidable at times uh so I, i'm looking forward to you know trying my hand in another industry hub and um you know looking to work on larger projects you know in la so far i've been pretty mm-hmm. limited to short films music videos commercials and i've done like i've done some you know pa work at the award show like the big award shows um so i'm looking forward to like trying my hand in some pre-production stuff and like mm-hmm. the type of stuff that i can't that I, i i i need years of experience in to get the work in la I'll go tr- somewhere else to try and get some of that experience. <laughs> you know, it's a little a little geographical pivot that'll mm-hmm. hopefully pay off. Um because, you know, I, I, like Hollywood doesn't have the monopoly on the film in- and television industry anymore and even mm-hmm. something that's packaged for an American audience doesn't necessarily need to be shot or developed um here. So, I'm going to go I'm going to go see what it's like elsewhere and, and keep my nomadic lifestyle going as long as I can. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, and as for me as the one who's being abandoned here by my two friends uh <laughs> in, in a few months in LA. Um yeah, I'm not I'm just going to keep grinding through projects. I think I've learned to really not set goals, for my, clear goals at least for myself or markers at this certain point I want to have this cuz so much is based off things out of my control. Uh and for me if I just always have a project in front of myself, that will keep driving mm-hmm. myself. And then it's just about how many people want to join, give more money to it. <laughs> make it into a bigger production. Uh I have I, I finished up a horror movie, horror short uh last year that I have a whole feature version of and so you know one day I want to make that. So um but yeah, but yeah, I just have just want to have the next thing in front of me. Got a lot of different stuff going on, personal and professional goals. It's great to have. And then as we wrap up our episode, any tips or tricks that you would like to share regarding your past experience any advice or wisdom that you would share to somebody trying to navigate the film industry or a recent college grad or somebody in their young 20s oh i got one of these um <laughs> freaking facebook dude like it it all of these there's so many facebook groups to get you involved in so many different ways and they can be as niche as like looking for production assistant or looking like film industry job specific and you know they're location specific and also not you know there are there are some that have jobs in Atlanta and New York and Austin and you know it's if there there is so much work to be had in this industry at so many levels um and if you don't really know where to look to find them facebook is a really good place to get started um you know it's where i got my first gig it was was just i put i put my name and information in one of these groups and somebody reached out and said hey we we'd love you on set and and the rest was kind of history so it was there there are a lot of ways to um find the work and that's that's one little tip that i that i like to give people that are in college or on their way out and like how do i find these jobs well the same way i found my you know my my house and my roommates you know it's it's a pretty all encompassing app Tyler's also Tyler's real last name is Zuckerberg by the way I think we should all make that clear <laughs> no no that is fair that is fair uh because uh app, because uh, sending resumes doesn't work anymore so if you could just find someone on there yeah uh that's really the the best thing yeah I think in college 
I had my friends and I wish I had met everyone who was in the film school or in um, or more people at uh, USC. And then so coming out, I, I've tried to really, I mean, also it's a pandemic and nobody, we could see each other anyway. And, sure. and so then coming out of that, I, I was like, I'm just going to try to work every connection I have and, and, and mm -hmm. keep people around and, and for, for my benefit and for their benefit um, um, to sort of try, uh, help, each, uh, help each other push people up. Um, and then my other thing is uh, I think filmmakers don't, Young filmmakers don't do this enough in that there is never too much prep. There is, it is like, they, you could think that you've done enough, but, but really at a certain point you haven't and you have to have some kind of acceptance that there's only so much I can do uh, before you get ready for, uh, for a shoot, but, uh, but never think that you've done enough, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Both are giving great tips. I mean, from first to the, uh, Facebook groups, those are really great resource. I know Meetup is another great resource as well. And then just uh, being prepared when you have all the script in place and having everything. I mean, going onto a set and finding the location, it takes a lot of preparation. It's not just one snap of a finger. Yeah, because also, I mean, the prep is also the free work, you know? On set, you are using money. You have rentals, you have lo uh, location fees, you're uh, paying people. Like, that is not the time to figure out what you want to be doing with the movie. You want to adapt on set and always have a chance to go down a different creative angle, but you want to you have used your free work as much as possible. Awesome. Masa, do you got any tips to wrap us up? I would say don't be afraid to ask people who you know that they have experience you'll be surprised how willingly they're they, they'll be happy to give you a hand or give you mm -hmm. any kind of advice um if you don't know ask like that's the best way to learn sure agreed there's no dumb question it's always good to ask and be curious open-minded and inquisitive and go to parties where you don't know anyone right masa <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> do it complete yes. strangers and every alcohol. one of them yes yeah and <laughs> offer services immediately like that's <laughs> networking, networking 101 it's like before the conversation's done i don't even care what you do it's like if you ever need help if you ever need a hand like i got send you send out your business <laughs> cards one by one yeah exactly any parting uh, words no i, I mean I, Sorry, I, know, I like what Seth said. A resume has never gotten me a job, but a business card has. So definitely, like, keep, keep that going. Yeah, I agree. Keep business cards going. A lot of people, uh, there was a guy that invented, that I've interviewed, uh, Popple. And it's basically kind of like a digital business card. But I think having a tangible business card that's weird, creative, will go a long way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think we're supposed to shout out our Instagram, right? Right, Tyler? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. It's uh, it's <laughs> at van life underscore film, if I'm not mistaken. And in the top, in the top there, you'll find the link to donate. I think uh, any donation is 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 a is a welcome donation, and we're we're just about there. This thing is happening. Yeah, and then stay updated because we're going to be doing a premiere in LA and New York. Uh, sometime in the summer, hopefully, maybe maybe the fall, um, awesome. even before uh, before we hear back from the festivals anyway. So, um, so yeah, if you're interested in the, in the project, just uh, keep, keep following. Great. 
Well, thank you, Seth, Tyler, and Masa for being on the podcast. Wishing you great success with van life and looking forward to seeing you reach your goal or even achieve beyond that goal of 10K and seeing it premiere um, in the theaters. Thank you, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at MediaIndustryGuruPodcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.